0: Those of you, have, you've probably seen or heard of this before, but it doesn't really matter. They've probably seen it and heard it before as well. Doesn't really matter. I'm still going to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so for the purpose of this exercise, each one of those volunteers is going to come back into the room and take on the role of a police negotiator and negotiate with me. I am a bank robber. I do not have any gainful employment. When I want to put clothes on my back, food in my stomach, I rob banks, and I'm good at what I do, except today I got caught. Now I'm trapped inside the bank. They will not know how many hostages I have. They will not know how many accomplices I have. They will not be permitted to negotiate drugs or alcohol, weapons or ammunition, transportation, or an exchange of hostages. They are going to get all of that when they come into the room. What you all will know That they will not is that I'm going to use three distinct voices with them. The first voice is going to be the assertive voice, where I'm going to be loud, I'm going to be obnoxious, I'm going to be putting pressure on them, I'm going to back them into a corner and then make them feel like they have no way out. Some point subsequent to that, I'm going to switch to the analyst voice. It's close to the late night. FM DJ voice that I can get and then I will switch to the accommodators voice where I'm amenable almost playful in my tone in my delivery and I want you guys to pay particular attention to what happens to their affect in each of the voices I will tell you specifically that I would be surprised if any of the three realize I switch from the assertive voice to the analyst voice. Why do you think that it's gonna be hard for them to, in the moment, understand that I've made that switch? Because in that assertive voice, I'm gonna clean their clock, and they're gonna be reeling from that, that they won't even see the transition. Where you will see a noticeable improvement from all three is when I switch to the accommodator's voice pay particular attention also in the assertor's voice of those people who are pumping me for information because that's their, that's their security blanket, they want that information. Those people who threaten me, there have been people that have threatened me uh, when I'm in the asserter's voice. But what I really want you to watch is which one of these three either explicitly or implicitly says that they're going to get me one of the prohibited items. Drugs or alcohol, weapons or ammunition, transportation, exchange of hostages. There's none of that Denzel Washington crap going on. Not. I'm not coming in. I think I've had that asked of me once, can't you come in here and talk to me? And then, you know, in the movies, yeah. Sure, we're gonna send the negotiator. Nah, I'm not going in. <laughs> yeah, when I was on, the first job I ever did was a jumper on, the, on a bridge. And uh, we, had, we had done our job in that when he first threatened to jump, he was over the center portion of the span. And if he had jumped in that portion of the river, he definitely would have killed himself. So I was able to get him off of the ledge, so to speak, and walk him down the deck of the bridge. But we still weren't back in, in, we still weren't back over land yet. And the tactical guys uh, were going to engage him with less lethal. And they did. And they they shot him in in the backside. And I heard someone on my team over my shoulder said, grab him, as he moved towards the rail to to jump, which he eventually did. And I heard somebody say, grab him, grab him. That ain't happening. (laughs) If he's going into that water, he's going by himself. Uh, so no exchange of hostages. That's where I was going with that. Any, any questions for you guys in the room? Yes. Are they all working together or just- One at a time. Okay. So I'm, com- I'm gonna have them come in one at a time. And so you guys will be able to take notes on each individual person. Can we- uh- We got one more question. Oh,
1: yes. It's just a question for this tactic, just to understand. So I don't know if you're, if you're gonna give the answer afterwards question is when you go mirror label, mirroring, label mirroring, mirroring, and then you go for the assertive uh, question, how am I supposed to do it, how do you think I, I should do this, and the other person goes like, oh, well, I don't know, what what would be the next thing? W- w- will it be mirroring, labeling, or what would be the next step?" All
0: right, so as Sandy said, the how am I supposed to do that question is a question that's coming at the very end of your conversation. This is when you guys, it looks like, it looks like there's no there, there. Hold on, hold on one second. It looks like there's no there, there. It looks like we're at an impasse, because in essence what you're telling the other side in that instance is no, I'm not doing it. This is, that's just a phase of no, so it's gonna come at the back end of the conversation relative to your ask, but as Sandy mentioned, what happens on the front end of that conversation? 75% of that conversation was, would be you dumping tactical, tactical empathy in their direction so that you don't get that response. Okay. Now, you've done what you're supposed to do with tactical empathy and you're at that point in the conversation you say, you know, this is gonna catch you off guard and you're gonna think I'm being difficult and trying to take a stand. How am I supposed to do that? And they look at you and say, If you want this business, you better figure something out. All right, I'm good with that because he's told me that's as far as I can push. I can't go any further. So I'm going to have to make a decision now. Cut this guy loose, move on to the next thing, or what can I, what am I willing to modify? What am I willing to give up? You guys all know what hill you're willing to die on. You know where your line in the sand is. You know what kind of high value trades that you can make with another person. So take a look at it and see what it, what it is that you can do. And that's how I want you to think about this going forward. High value trades. Stop thinking about this compromise. Crap. Think about it in terms of high value trades. A compromise makes very little sense. When I was dealing with Keith, I could not have, a compromise would have been, hey Keith, you got eight, give me four, you keep four, we'll call it even. <laughs> that was, that's a compromise. A compromise is if Tim were, woke up this morning and said, I can't determine whether I wanna wear black shoes or brown shoes, so I'm gonna compromise and wear one of each. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So stop thinking in terms of compromise, think in terms of high value trades. Who have I got coming in? All right, Ryan, for the purpose of this exercise, you are a police negotiator. I'm a bank robber. You see where this is going? Yes, hopefully. You've been, uh, let me back up. My job is to rob banks, and I'm good at what I do, except today I got caught. Now I'm trapped inside the bank. You don't know how many hostages I have. You do not know how many accomplices I have. You are not permitted to negotiate drugs or alcohol transportation, weapons or ammunition, or an exchange of hostages. You have any questions?
2: Do I have a team with me? Sure. Can I choose my team? No. OK.
0: You ready? When you, uh, let, me, let me back up. When you <laughs> are ready, I'm you ready. say ring, ring. That's you calling inside the bank. I'll answer the phone. Ring, ring. I want a car in 60 seconds or she dies.
2: Hi, my name's Ryan. I didn't ask
0: you what your name was. You have 55 seconds.
2: Well, I can't really help you out with a car.
0: Then she's going
2: to die. You understand that. I I understand that. I'm just trying to get get to know you a little bit. My name's Ryan. you're,
0: You're not getting to know me. You have 45 seconds. I hope you have prepared yourself to go to her home tonight to tell her family that you jacked around with me on the phone, and that's why mommy is not
2: coming home. Sounds like you're a little upset right now. You're a genius. I am. 40 seconds. 40 seconds? It seems like you're in a bit of a rush. I am in a rush. You now have 35 seconds. A car. Hmm. H- how am I supposed to get you a car?
0: You better figure something out, genius. There's 50 of you out there. One of you dummies drove. Bring me that one. Um, I don't know if I'm authorized to, to get well, you then a put car. Put somebody on the phone who is authorized. 25 seconds.
2: Who, who am I talking to? So I'm not
0: telling talk- you who you're talking to. 20 seconds.
2: Seems like we're a bit of an impasse. I'm, I'm we
0: are this. at an impasse because you're jacking around with me on the phone. She's going to die in 15 seconds if you don't bring me the car. She's gonna die? That's correct. Have you been listening? I've referred to her over and over as she, her, she, her, yes, female.
2: What's, what's her name? I'm not telling you that either. Not quite sure what to tell you at this point, but we'll find something that'll work for you.
0: I'm not even really sure what that means. We'll find something that'll
2: work for you. What pray tell shall I do with that? Can you give me a little bit to work with so I can help you? What would you like? How many people do you have with you?
0: It's not important. You bring me the car, I'm going to leave. You can come inside and count them yourself.
2: Okay. What kind of car are you looking for? It doesn't really matter.
0: You guys are partial to those Suburbans and Tahoes. Bring me one of those. Seems
2: like you need a bigger car. Like I said, that's your choice. I don't care what size of the car. Do you need it to haul something, or to carry things out with you? Me. I needed to haul me. Just you. Correct. Seems like we're more concerned about you than the money right now. But you are sharp. So how long will it take you? To get a car? That's what we've been talking about. I'm trying to do the calculations of trying to get you a car.
0: Did you Did you really say you're trying to do the calculations?
2: Well, I, I don't,
0: this is not a rocket shot
2: to the moon, sir. This is a car. What kind of calculations do you have to make? <coughs> well, I'm not as much of a genius as you make me out to be. It seems like I'm failing you right here. Indeed. How long will it take? Hello? A car? Um, I'm I'm thinking here and trying trying to get you a car that doesn't fall apart on you. Then we're not trying to give you guns in the car. There's there's a whole bunch of things that go into it. I'm I'm a little bit lost of how to how to help you okay. get a car to get out. Uh, I tell you what. Here's what we'll do. Are you are you ready? You got a pen? Yes. You yeah, have paper?
0: Yes. Write this down. Number one. Drive the car up front. Number two. Leave the keys in the ignition. Number three, leave the door open. Number four, walk away. Number five,
2: I'll do the rest. Thank you for making it simple. Drive car up front. Not the back?
0: I didn't ask you to drive us to the back, did I?
2: No, no, I'm just making sure I'm hearing you correctly. How long will it take? seem to be really stuck on the time frame right now. I'm not. You can bring it right now. And we won't
0: talk about time anymore. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: 4.30?
2: I thought it was my team. (laughs) (laughs) Seems to be a bit of a quandary can't get you a car right now. So you understand it. she's going to die, right? I, I understand. All right, and we'll stop yeah. there. Good
1: job. Right.
0: Now, the good part, now Sandy, Sandy took the notes for you, so she's gonna, she's gonna this gaff is in my way. Um, she's gonna tell you what, what she liked, what she didn't like so much. Uh, but the good part about it is now you get to sit here and watch the other two squirm. <laughs> now, you guys saw how it worked. We're gonna bring the other two in, do the same thing. Understand this, all of you sitting at these other tables, not on the hot seat, were thinking to yourselves, oh, you should have said this, oh, you should have said that. I can tell you right now that if I were to put you in that seat, none of those brilliant responses would have come to your head. So, why do I bring that up? We're gonna be, we are adamant that if you can't control the environment, you shouldn't be going into these conversations by yourself. You should always go in with a winged person. The more, the merrier. I, I, I understand that it's not always possible, but if you can't control the environment, You've got to take somebody in there with you. And if you do take them in there with you, you have to explain to them what it is you're trying to accomplish and how you're going to do it because it's going to sound strange to them as well. Sometimes you're going to be asked to go in as a wing person. Understand that your job is not to over coach your primary negotiator. Understand that that primary negotiator, that primary talker, that mouthpiece is under tremendous pressure you're not helping them if you keep slamming sticky notes down for, for in front of them or, or nowadays they see I just age myself you, your open slack channel you, If you keep sending them notes while they're on the phone or on the zoom call you could run into some problems with over sensory overload for them so just keep that in mind next person please um, for the purpose of this exercise you are a police negotiator that is your job you know that oh she said oh great Um, I'm a bank robber. I don't have any gainful employment. When I want to buy things, I rob banks. And I'm good at what I do, except today I got caught. Now, I'm trapped inside the bank. You being the crack-shot negotiator that you are, the chief has told you I want you to engage this guy in dialogue. You are not permitted to negotiate drugs or alcohol, transportation, weapons or ammunition, or an exchange of hostages. Okay. You don't know my name. You don't know how many accomplices I have. You don't know how many hostages I have. Any questions? to say, if you can't think of them now, you're not going to think of them in 30 seconds. <laughs> so,
3: um,
4: okay, so. Where is, where is the location of this? It's in the bank. Okay. And when did, when did this start?
0: Just happened.
4: Okay. Um, so we don't know And what do we know?
0: You know that there's a bank robbery that went awry and now he's holding hostages.
4: Okay, we don't know how many hostages? No. And we don't know... No. <laughs> Do we know if there's a phone inside? Yes,
0: there Do is we... a phone. You're going to say, ring, ring, when you're ready, and I will answer the phone.
4: Has he made any demands?
0: You're going to say, ring, ring, when you're ready, I'm going to answer the phone, and all of your questions will be answered at that point.
4: Okay, ring, ring.
0: I want a car in 60 seconds, or she dies. Hi. Hi. <laughs>
4: Yeah. So, so you want a, a car in sixty seconds, or she dies?
0: Yes, genius. Fifty-five seconds.
4: <sighs> uh, you know, I just got here. Um, can I? Uh, can I ask what your name is? No.
0: Fifty seconds.
4: Gosh, this is this is a tight timeline. I really want to help you out so here. So,
0: time is the only issue. How much time do you need?
4: I I just really want to kind of wrap my my head around this and and understand what's happening.
0: This is not rocket science. You have 55 seconds to bring me the car or she's going to die.
4: Yeah, I I really want to help you out here. Then get
0: me the car.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. uh...
0: Absolutely what?
4: I just really want to understand what's happening here. Can you help me understand what's happening here? Yes.
0: I'm trapped inside of a bank. I need a car. I'm looking for you to help facilitate that. And apparently, you're more interested in playing word games.
4: Word games?
0: You now have 35 seconds.
4: I'm Speranza and i would really like to help you get this car then get
0: me the car
4: yeah what kind of car would you like it
0: doesn't matter
4: it doesn't matter no I... okay so i i can have a car here for you how long um, is it
0: going to take
4: I, I i have to understand what kind of car you need I. I so it I have to doesn't call.
0: matter there's 50 of you out there one of you drove bring me that car
4: yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can totally make that happen. So, how long will it take? I'll, I'll get it for you as soon as, as soon as I can, as soon as I can. And I just, uh, if you help me understand what kind of car you need, I can, I can see, you know, what kind of,
2: um,
4: what kind of gas uh, you, mileage and you, what kind of.
0: Are you active?
4: I, I'm sorry, no, uh, n- no, I'm just here trying to have a conversation because with you. you and you gave
0: me a very political answer to that question. I asked you how long it would take. Your response to me was as soon as I can. Again, you're demonstrating that you would rather play word games with me and save this woman's life.
4: Sir, I completely want to help you out here and do everything that I can to help you. I am trying to, to figure out your requirements and.
0: The requirements are easy. Yeah. A car.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit about this this lady, please? yeah yeah this is this is uh, definitely challenging it's a uh, there's a lot going on right now and we definitely I think both want to make sure that everybody's doing well and doing and and being safe here, so.
0: You presume to tell me what I'm thinking?
4: Actually, I'd love to know how you're thinking.
0: And you just told me what I was thinking.
4: Yeah, that was totally my mistake. Yes, it Can was, you was your mistake. tell me how you're thinking?
0: <laughs> yes, it was your mistake.
4: Can you tell me what you're thinking?
0: <sighs> I'm thinking that this is the most frustrating conversation I've had in quite some time. I'm thinking you don't actually have the power to get me a car. I'm thinking I shouldn't even be on the phone with you. I would rather you give the phone to someone else who can get me the car.
4: 430?
0: That's yeah. what I'm thinking. That's
4: what I'm thinking. So I actually, like I said, I would love to help you out. I'd love to get you a car. I have I have the power to, uh-huh. to help you out. Uh-huh. and. I, uh, you know, that's, it seems like there's a lot of frustration here.
0: There is. I'm frustrated with you because we've been on the phone now for almost five minutes and we're no closer to resolving this thing. And I could tell when you got on the phone, I could tell by your voice that you were you were in that collaborative, let me help him out mode, but we haven't moved the needle at all.
4: At all, yeah. I'd love to move the needle. I'd love to do that with you. OK. Yeah. OK. Absolutely. OK. Can you can you help me out with how we can move the needle forward? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Bring me a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll stop there. Nicely <laughs> done. Yeah. All right, uh, did he go out? I'm here. Yes, please. All right, Uh, Cody, you're a police negotiator for the purpose of this exercise. I am a bank robber. I do not have any gainful employment. So when I want to buy things, I have to rob banks. Um, And I'm pretty good at what I do, except for today I got caught. And now I'm trapped inside the bank. And you've been tasked with engaging me in dialogue. You do not know my name. You don't know how many hostages I have. You don't know how many accomplices I have. You are not permitted to negotiate drugs or alcohol, transportation, weapons or ammunition, or an exchange of hostages. When you're ready, you say, ring, ring. That's you calling inside the bank. I'll answer the phone. Ring, ring. I want a car in 60 seconds or she dies.
2: Hi, I'm Cody.
0: I didn't ask you who you were. You have 55 seconds.
2: Who are you? Who am I talking
0: to? I'm not telling you who I am. You now have 50 seconds. How am I supposed to get these things? You better figure it out or you're going to have a dead woman on your hands. Who do you think you are? How are you supposed to to do that? You better figure something out.
2: What can I ask you? You
0: can't ask me anything. I'm going to ask you one last time, how long is it going to take you to get my car to the front of the bank? And the answer better lie within 35 seconds, because that's all you got left. 30
2: seconds. What got us here today? It seems like you're really frustrated.
0: I am frustrated, Cody. I'll tell you why I'm frustrated, because I've told you exactly what I wanted, and for the past 30 seconds, you've done nothing but jack around on the phone with me. That's where my frustration comes in. You now have 25 to 5 seconds. Is that all you want? That is all I asked for. See how simple that is?
2: Why won't you talk to me?
0: I am talking to you. I have been talking to you Mm -hmm. for 45 seconds. I told you exactly what I wanted. I've gotten no credible response. Why should I continue talking to you if you're not going to
2: listen? What is it you feel I'm not hearing?
1: That I want a car!
2: What am I missing? That I want a car! besides the car? Nothing. What kind of car?
0: The kind of vehicle does not matter to me.
2: Are you going to take the hostages with you if I get you the car? No. Where are you going to go? Let's
0: see, I just robbed a bank. I've got multiple counts of kidnapping in front of me. I'm asking you for a car. You think I'm going to tell you where I'm going?
2: I mean after.
0: That doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, well, after you're going to a beach. To, to a beach. What about our dialogue so far indicates to you that I'm headed to a beach? I'm just trying to find out who I'm talking to. 4.30. Okay, based on my response to the beach question, would the, that would help you identify who I am? It's a start. I'm not telling you where I'm going, Cody. Not going to do it. That's fair. So, uh, it's clear that you're trying to work with me. Mm -hmm. I can hear it in your voice. So, how long is it going to take?
2: Well, it's going to take time.
0: How? Okay. Jeez. (laughs) You're killing me. How long is it going to take? I get it, it's gonna take time. Mm -hmm. How long is what I asked? I don't know. You don't know. You can't tell me how long it's gonna take a car to drive up out front.
2: There's a lot of things that have to happen before that. Like what? Well, I gotta get you the car. Okay. I'm not asking you to build it. (laughs) Right, but I don't have just cars in my pockets. Waiting for you. Okay, how'd you get here? <laughs> I got a ride. From who? <laughs> Friend. Okay, bring me that car.
0: <laughs> Where are we at, Troy?
1: 6:28.
0: Stop. We'll stop there. Nice job. Uh, I'll tell you what my observations were, but I want to hear from Sandy and the uh, and the group first, and then I'll I'll jump in.
3: First of all, you guys all went past 60 seconds, so good news. Um, all of you gave your name at one point, good good stuff. Um, Ryan, you started out really tense. I cut you slack, I always cut the first person some slack because nobody in the room knows what's going on. They come in first so they're more anxious because they're going first. So um, you were all about kind of getting information at first, did use a couple of labels. Obviously you're a little familiar with the technique because you threw some labels out there. Um, Did you notice that he sounded differently as you went through? Yes. Okay, when did you notice that?
2: saying the time and demanding specifics, like I want this, I want this. He was asking, okay, what's the time, not you have 10 seconds or 30 seconds.
3: -hmm. His switch was actually a little before that. He stopped the clock with you um, before before that actual switch was made, because, no, you weren't the one he got frustrated with. Uh, That was him. you were trying to find information. How many people, who am I talking to? Um, you and Ryan both did the how am I supposed to do that right off the bat. Ah. <coughs> did you tell them not to do that? I didn't tell them who to do it. <laughs> Say, well at least she didn't tell you. What happens normally is I tell people don't ask that question because he will bite your head off and they ask it anyway <laughs> because they get flustered and they just ask it anyway. Um, did you realize how soon you actually said What kind of car? How soon you gave him the implication that there was going to be a car?
2: Probably very close to the
3: end. No, it was actually... Yeah. (laughs) It was actually really close to the beginning. Um, That's when the clock actually stopped because he realized, oh, okay, what kind of car? We're getting there. I'm going to get a car. That was his assumption at that point. Um, You had a few silences in there, was that on on purpose or were you just kind of like, what the hell am I gonna say next? A couple of
2: them were on purpose,
3: the other ones were not. Okay, so I I noticed when he, he he made two switches. When he switched into the analyst voice, your your posture did relax a little bit. You still looked scared. When he got to the friendly voice at the end, you actually broke out with a smile. You slowed down a little bit. The conversation that you were having with him changed scope a little bit. And then the funny thing about you, Ryan, was you thanked him for making it simple, Yeah. know. Um, after you said, I can't get you the car right now, you said that because when your mind slowed down enough, when he wasn't coming at you really hard, your mind thought, and you're like, oh, crap, that's one of the things I'm not supposed to give him. Then there was some silence, and then you're like, well, I, I, I can't get you a car right now because your mind slowed down. At first you were like, I need to say whatever I can say to get this guy to stop climbing up my rear end. And so that's what you did. At the end you realized I wasn't supposed to do that. So then you start did the backpedaling before you did that. Um, overall, not a bad job. Um, your tone of voice was good. Um, you didn't yell at him or anything, so that's good. You didn't threaten him, that was good. Uh, it's really hard for people to say no to the assertive voice and that's the, the, the trap that you basically fell into. If I tell him no, he's going to kill this lady, what am I supposed to do with that? How do I deal with that? And your mind wasn't prepared for it. But when you slowed down enough, then you then you were kind of like, oh, okay, now I can't give him that. So now what am I going to do? Back off. So overall, good job. Um, and other people are going to add more to this. So Speranta. <laughs> She's my coaching client, so I, I don't want to get too mean. But she cracked me up because first thing he says you need a car and see sexes or she dies and her eyes went wide and her she literally lost all color in her face um and and she's wearing something very bright right now so it was even more noticeable so she just all the color left and she was like hi like i don't know what the hell to say what just happened yeah um <coughs> you you did it and different from the other two and i don't know if it's because you're female or not i don't want to say that too much but you you kind of did a little bit more talking you had that very friendly voice um good tone of voice I mean they had nice calm tones of voices yours was the accommodator friendly voice Um, that actually gave Derek a little bit of pause because he's not used to that you stayed friendly even when he was like yelling at you you stayed friendly with him which was really really good at one point um, countdown stopped basically when you said your name and then asked what kind of car he wanted When he has the indication he's gonna get what he wants, the countdown stops. So, that's what happened. Um, At that point, I think you realize what you did because this is what happened to you physically. Hushing yourself like you dumbass. You just said you're gonna give him a car, now what do you do? It's like, uh, I should stop talking. That's you telling yourself, stop. So, body language people, body language is important. When you watch, I don't know if anybody else was actually watching them or if you were too entertained by Derek, which is normally what happens. when he started talking about the politics talk, you were kind of like, that was when he switched to the analyst voice and you were kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I do sound a little bit like I'm promising you everything and giving you nothing. I kind of agreed with him. Um, your speech got slower. And then you said, can you tell me about the lady? Please. Please and thank you are important. They show respect for that person. So even if they're yelling and they're being obnoxious, if you're nice to them, it's harder for them to be mean to you. Um, he had to come back from that a little bit because you got a little nice with him right there and he was like, wait a minute. And then that's when he got the whole thing, you're definitely challenging, you know, whatever. And and he kind of came at you a little bit. I laughed at him when I walked past him because I said, you went a little late on that one because he went to the analyst voice, he tried to go to the accommodator voice and something you said sent him backwards and he went back to the analyst voice. He is a human being, so he's affected by what you guys do. Even though he knows what he's supposed to be doing, he's supposed to be staying in different voices, if any of the three of you say something specific to him, you'll knock him back. I've seen him, instead of switching between the three voices, stay assertive the whole time because a person's climbing on him, and he's like, uh-uh, and he can't, even, he can't get out of that. And then I've seen him where he can't be assertive because somebody's just way too nice and he ends up accommodating way too soon. It, it, your tone of voice is everything. Your tone of voice was excellent. Um, you relaxed down on the, on, the, on the last voice. You started smiling. Um, your head got clearer, and then you once again, just like Ryan, started thinking about, hmm, um, I'd love to help you out. And you're thinking, I'm not supposed to do that for you. I'm not I'm not really supposed to do that for you. And I think he he pretty much ended it then. Did you have the countdown? Did you have one to stop, Troy? Yeah,
1: she stopped at 555.
3: No, I meant when when he when the countdown stopped. When she his was sixty seconds. seconds. Yeah,
1: he was around
3: early. early, yeah. Because that accommodating voice. Okay, so Cody. I, I, I think it's because I was just sitting close to you and I'm really sorry because I've I really picked up a lot of body language from you. And we joked before you came in about how he was going to massage your shoulders and I said, you'll be really tight from the very beginning. You sat like this and you took your hands and you went like this. And as he got more assertive with you, you squeezed. I could see your fingers turning white. You're sitting there like this. And I was like, oh my goodness. When you, when you went to the analyst voice, they came apart and you went like this. And you were like still, but less. And then when he went to the commentator's voice, you started kind of moving your hands a little bit and then you were smiling and so it affected you, his voice. You had probably a more noticeable effect from the change in voices than anybody else. Um, You did on Cody right at the very beginning. Good job, always introduce yourself. He didn't want to hear it because he can't. In real life, he would have acknowledged that but he can't be that nice to you when he's in the assertive voice. Um, See, there was something else I made in. You did not take advantage of silence you said a couple of really good things and then you broke the silence. One of them, what got us here today? One of the most important things because it's gonna let him verbally vomit all over you. And then you, you literally waited like two seconds and you said, seems like you're frustrated. Well, didn't give him a chance to find that out. So it's really hard to be silent. It's the hardest skill we do is, is just shutting your mouth, but you did a good job of um, doing the what got us here today. You probably, Probably the only one of you that took that, I want to understand really what's happening with you kind of thing. Um, and he kind of rewarded you for that a little bit. He didn't yell at you quite as much anymore. Um, you had a couple, you, you did have a nice long silence when he switched to the accommodator voice. I think I think in your mind you were like, is he really being nice to me right, right now or what's happening? I don't want to say anything back now because he's probably gonna start yelling at me again. There was a nice silence there. Relax your posture, completely unclasped your hands. And then when he got to that accommodator's voice, you actually laughed. You smiled, and you were like, yeah, okay, a lot of things have to happen, you know. And you start thinking more clearly. Once again, I think everybody in that third voice, I just offered to give them a car, and I can't do that. So you're like, how do I get back from this? And you're making it lighthearted. But once again, another good tone of voice. Your tone of voice was um, pretty much stayed the same throughout your, what do you think, Barbara? Analyst, analyst there, maybe? His, he had a nice analytical tone the whole way through. So. Um, overall, you guys did really good. Everybody had a good tone of voice, probably very accurate for whatever your personality type is. And um, unfortunately, you guys all wanted to give him a car. And I know he's nice, but.
0: All right, Troy. You have anything other Not much than what?
1: Everybody's time went past five minutes. Mm-hmm. You guys did a great job at that point. Just like Sandy said, you all lied to him <laughs> when you when you implied that you would give him the car didn't intentionally mean to lie. You know, in the heat of the moment, you said some things that you realized that you shouldn't have said, and then it was hard to pull it back. As soon as Derek saw that he had you, he kind of let you off the hook a little bit, and then y'all got calmer, and I I was watching Cody also, and I saw him sit back in his seat like, Everybody, except for Cody, started talking fast in the very beginning. You were in a hurry, and then once Derek went to his his analyst voice, each one of you calmed down. And I said, "Wow! Look at look at how the change in the in the tone and the voice and the, the the pace was." So great job, y'all three had the toughest assignment. Everybody else got to sit and listen. Excellent job, way to go.
0: All right. Yeah. For clarification's sake, for my three participants, how many of you noticed? me switching voices with you. Not now, you recognize it now, I get it, in the moment. How many of you recognize
2: One switch when you went to I want this, this, and this, and this, like the, the list of I want the car, up front, I want to do a drive, gas, that was when I noticed a switch. Other than that, not really.
0: Your hand went up? Yeah. I definitely Okay, so let's stick with that first. Did you notice? Yes. What is the, let's stick with the first tone, the assertive voice. What did that do for you?
2: It definitely, uh, my first reaction was okay, but, you know, you, you put up a wall, and I, my first reaction was to keep myself calm. I didn't want to react to the, the tone, the um, assertiveness of it, the aggressiveness of it. I wanted to keep calm, and I wanted to reflect that
0: back. How were you doing upstairs? Yes, couldn't react, trying to react. Same question for you, that asserters voice. What did that do for you mentally?
4: When you were being more challenging,
0: like in the beginning? Yes, when I was being a jerk. How did you feel mentally? What was your state like?
4: I mean, I, I thought I was, I, I was nervous at first, but then like, I tried to calm myself down, and I think if I calmed myself down, like you started to respond to that.
0: Same question.
2: Rushed and harried.
0: Rushed and harried. I impacted each of you. I've shown you, not just the participants, but the observers, how I can reach into your brain, and I can dial you up emotionally, I can dial you back just based on my tone of voice. When I'm in that assertive tone of voice, it's hard to put coherent thoughts together. I made each of you uncomfortable, which is why each of you, in some way, shape, or form, said you were going to get me a car. You knew it was against the rules. You knew you couldn't do it, couldn't do it, and you lied to me anyway. Not because you're evil people. Cuz you don't know how to say no under pressure. You want relief so badly that you'll tell me anything I want to hear just to get that pressure off of you. What happened to each of you when I went into the accommodator's voice? Relief now you can start putting things together. All of a sudden, because I'm in an accommodator's voice, what happens to you? You get smarter, just like that. And I'm not a magician. I don't, I'm not omnipresent. I'm not omnip- omnipotent. You guys have been told since you were this tall, how you say it is more important than what you say. We intuitively knew that. I wanted to demonstrate it for you. Each of you has the capability right now, no further black swan training needed, you have the capability right now to emotionally dial your counterpart up or down as you see fit. Your voice is going to cause an emotional reaction on the part of your counterpart. I wanted to demonstrate that for you. The other thing I wanted you to take away from this is, yeah, need exercise? Oh. Speaking of which, Chelsea, would you please? You guys thought you were participating for nothing. You guys now are the recipients of authentic FBI hats. This is, these hats were not purchased from the hot dog truck outside the Lincoln Memorial. These are legitimate. FBI hats coming from the FBI store in the F- New York field office in Manhattan. There's a story behind how we get these hats, um, but those are, those are legitimate, thank you. That's my reward to you for your participation. Now, um, need exercise. The people that participated in the exercise, clearly Cody, Esperanza. Ryan, Ryan thank you. Um, got more out of it than just the participants. But how does this, what's the purpose? What message do I wanna send with this exercise? Well, number one, about the ability to dial them up or back. But number two, you may be wondering to yourself, how does this fit? How does this fit in my world? Ladies and gentlemen, I will submit to you that you guys are hit with give me a car in 60 seconds or she dies weekly, if not daily. It just comes in another form. When somebody tells you take that nonsense out of the contract or we're not gonna sign, they're asking for a car in 60 seconds or she dies. The she is the deal. The car in 60 seconds is take this out of the contract. When they tell you no, when they tell you do this or else, when they tell you give me a raise or I'm gonna go work for somebody else, cut your price or I'm going to a competitor, that's a car in 60 seconds. Where should you be focused when you hear that? You heard Cody do it early in the conversation. I didn't reward him for it because I just wanted to be a jerk. But you heard him do it early in the conversation. What got us here today? What is he asking when he asks that question? He's looking for motivation. He knows the asking for the car is irrelevant. There's a motivation behind that. And you guys, can't, and in fact, most of your counterparts won't even spot you 60 seconds. They wanna know now, right? They wanna know in the moment whether or not you're going to do for them. And so what do you do? What's your normal go-to When they hit you with number four, cut your price from going to a competitor. When you hear that from current client, prospective client, what do you do? Cut the price, price. scared to lose the business. What are they really telling you when they say cut your price? What's the other motivation there? Because there's something behind it. I ask for a car in 60 seconds or she dies. What are you hearing? No, go deeper than that. What do you hearing? Demand. What is the demand? I want out of here. I want out of here. Why would I want out of here? Huh? Go deeper than that. It's more than a bad situation, sir. Huh? I don't want to lose my freedom. And if I want to leave that place, what does that automatically imply? I want to live. I want to live. I got something that I want to live for. What is your um, situationally insightful, intelligent guess, based on the totality of the circumstances? I'm telling you that I'm in a place, it's a bad situation, I'm scared to death, and I want out because I'm under pressure. Stop focusing on what they tell you, focus on the message behind, ask yourself, what did he just say with the words that he didn't use think about that for a second what did what did he just say what's the motivation behind that statement chechen terrorists took over a school in beslan russia 2004 1200 hostages there were 75 terrorists that took place in this op. one of the first two demands that they made of the authorities when they called them was, we want Russian boots off of Chechen soil, we want Vladimir Putin to resign. Show of hands if you think either of those two things were ever gonna happen. No, nobody, no takers. And the authorities got wrapped around the axle over those two demands and automatically deemed the event a non-negotiable incident, and you know what happened after that. What are they saying with the words, I want Russian boots off of Chechen soil? What is your intuition telling you about the true message behind that? Freedom, that's kind of surface level stuff, go deeper than that, because those words were chosen specifically. Those are their words, we want Russian boots off of Chechen soil disrespect, independence. who said that disrespect. disrespect what else you got
1: what they believe is in their best interest
0: what they believe is in their best interests. what else you got they want, independence. they want independence so we got disrespect independence Best interest. What else are they telling you with I want Russian boots off of Chechen soil? I want Vladimir Putin to resign. What are they saying? They're afraid. Of They're afraid of what? They're afraid of someone coming to their home, someone taking their land, taking their everything from them. Okay. Is it is it fear? Is it fear? <laughs> there is some defiance there, clearly. Control. Control. Yeah. What are they saying? When they use the words I want we want Vladimir Putin to resign. We do not recognize you as our authority. You're encroaching on our autonomy. This is a sovereign land. To your point, it's all about respect and identity. They want to get their own way. That's what was said with Russian boots off of Chechen soil. So when you guys hear this crap, when you hear this stuff, it's not the time to cut your price time you ask yourself why why are they saying that? why did they just do that because all of this screams of what we talked about first hour mistrust all of this screams there's pressure on my side of the table and you fail to identify it stay curious in these conversations folks Always ask yourself, and I'm going to harp on this forever and a day.